Okay, here we go. Still too long. <laughs> I I don't know why you didn't shorten it all the time between these two episodes. I know I had so much time. It's almost like you're a lazy narwhal piece of shit. Uh, um, hello, welcome to Reading Rainbow. Oh, sorry, Zorbing Gorb. <laughs> <laughs> we can't all be like Timmy. Timmy, Timmy Gravy. I mean, I don't remember what we're talking about because it's been a week, <laughs> or at least it feels like it. You've been having too many Trulies, man. Or not uh, enough. Truly, I cannot get enough of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so let's let's hit it right. Let's let's ride right, the rails. It's, it's, yeah, let's and ride let's the rails. And let's shoot you on in. It's your turn for a question. All right, did you hear that go. rhyme? Mm. I did. Hop on my caboose, baby. All right, here we go. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> toot toot if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, my question. My coin flip question. All right. Um, Don't think too hard, Gorb. Okay. This one should be relatively easy to look up. Okay. And I think I have a winner, but I'm not actually sure. I'll let okay. you pick the choice. Which country has a larger GDP, Kazakhstan or Mongolia? Oh, damn. Mongolia. Okay, I'm going to go with Kazakhstan. Do you want to look it up or me? I'll look it up. All right, I was going to go with Kazakhstan. I don't even know what GDP stands for. Gross domestic product. Okay, because I thought it was gold something. (laughs) Gold that you poppin'. GDP is the amount of Sacagawea coins that your your country owns. <laughs> How many? Uh, so Mongolia, thirteen billion GDP. Okay, and Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. If I knew how to spell it. Excuse me. <laughs> That's terrible. What is it? I tried searching Kazakhstan GDP. And I spelled it wrong, and Google's like, "Did you mean?" Pakistan. <laughs> well, that doesn't that doesn't bode well for their GDP. But anyway, um, continue. Um, um. How did you spell Kazakh? Let me. GDP Kazakhstan, uh, one hundred seventy-one million. Oh, that can't. All right, hold on. That that's what it says. On this on the same page, there's Mongolia, so I can look it up on the same website. Kazakhstan GDP is 169 billion US dollars. Oh, I was Mongolia. Read. Yeah. So Kazakhstan wins. Was Mongolia only 13 billion? I think so, yeah. All right, yeah. I was going to pick Kazakhstan because I, I wasn't sure, but I figured they had oil. Well, I mean, like, come on. Neither of these countries really exist. Ooh. Ooh. For once, I'm not the one in hot water. All right. <laughs> it's it's Zorb gets canceled. That's going to be the title of this one. By Mongolians. <laughs> and Kazakhs. Um, yeah. Um, shit, so I guess it's my choice? Yeah, you choose. Am I going first or second? Or are you going oh. first or second? Let's roll the dice and let's have a... Let's have uh, Liam go first. Oh, let's do it. Right, I got your, your timer, timer ready. ready. I don't you know already who have Liam ready? is. Oh, yeah. I'm Gorb. Sorry. Let, let's let Gorb go first. Okay, Gorb. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me up. Okay. Your prompt is um, to tell me the story of how the best song that was never heard was made 
Timer starts okay. now. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> That's me, not the me, song. Let me make some old man uh, sitting down with. <clears throat> okay, good. Um, all right, here we go. <laughs> what the hell? Um, it's more like a demonic possession noise. Yeah. Um, the oldest, oh, sorry, the best song ever made, never heard. Yes. So first, let's, it's 2233, right? That's the time we're doing? Yeah. And okay, you're cool. already at 22. Perfect. I can spare 33 seconds. Double <laughs> ones plus. Um, okay. So let's get let's go into like the science like what is a good song right because obviously yeah. like i mean there what is there a song? Are, you could exactly right i mean i think you can narrow a song down to like rhythm and things without getting too philosophical wiggly, but I wiggly mean, air you could you could rate songs in terms on complexity or public appeal but you know those things especially public appeal can be very subjective yes so in 1958 the Cold War was at its peak. The CIA yeah. and the Russians, right? They're looking into like, you know, psychic, you know, any kind of weapons they can. Oh, yeah. So we have our, um, a scientist who's also like a senior intelligence officer at the CIA. His okay. name is uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> no what's funny funny about that what is funny about that is that right what is funny about that are you laughing at a man's name um no anthony you go ahead and take the wheel man yeah so (laughs) i'm purposely gonna try and get you to get canceled um okay all right our our podcast just went live today is gonna be off the air tomorrow um okay um so so Anthony Hopkins, so yep. it's 1958, right? So Anthony has this like idea, right? So like, you, you when you look at neurological studies and scientific studies, like music is the most impactful um, phenomenon on mood, pretty much next to anything except drugs, even to today. Oh damn! So Anthony Hopkins, genius scientist, brilliant, yep. not an actor. Um, no, no relation to Lanable Hector. No relation. Lanable Hector does get involved though. So okay, gotcha. All right. <laughs> so he has this crazy theory that, like, okay, what if we like get a band, right? Because it's 1958. I want to say we get a band. Oh my god! I'm a slow talker, and I don't think. You you really appreciate that. I um, appreciate you, Gorb. <laughs> anyway, before I, I was so gonna make a joke about hopping on cabooses, but I really I don't want to. I'm not trying to go there. Um. Okay. So what? <laughs> best to just leave that leave that leave that door closed. Um, <laughs> what door? <laughs> this door. I, I wasn't aware there were doors open. <laughs> Okay. All right. So Anthony Hopkins, nineteen fifty-eight. So nineteen fifty-eight, you got people like I want to say Frank Sinatra's around them, the Jersey Boys, maybe. I don't think the Beatles yet, but you know, it's a big time for like popish music kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Swing. Yeah. So Anthony Hopkins, he's like, I'm gonna create a sound that will hypnotize the masses, right? Oh damn. And specifically in like the soviet union and the eastern bloc and maybe all of the world but he never had plans to like use it on the west or the nato countries yeah so he's like okay how am i gonna do it right so he gets he's looking around he's like scouting out you know all the country for bands and he just he's dumbfounded right because he has to find somebody who's like good with musical instruments but also willing enough to sign their soul, not just to the record label devil, but the actual American government devil and brainwash the masses. Yeah. So he's at a bar called um, McMurphy's. Yeah. And, and it's an, um, I know the place. 
Yeah, it's in Hoboken, New Jersey. It is. Yep. So he's in there. And as he's sitting down, like, exhausted, like, he's trying to find somebody. He's like, this guy gets on the stage. These these four guys. Oh, damn. And he's going to have, like, an A&R moment, isn't he? I don't know what that is, but, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> um, so... Um, so they get on and they play this like a like this barber short barbershop quartet like acapella kind of music. Oh my gosh! Like, but Man it's of like Constant it's like, sorrow. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, <laughs> I don't really know a lot about music, so they play it. And it's um, from our brother. Where are though? Anyway, keep going. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're dressed in like you know like. like I have an image in my mind that I don't accurately know how to convey, but you, you can know, convey bar- it. Believe in yourself, Gorb. It's like a barber shop, like you know the the red and white striped shirts, and they have yeah. like straw. Yeah, yeah, okay. I can All picture right. it. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, they do their do do their whole shebang, and uh, um, that's what they called it back then. The yeah, I was about to say that's probably what yeah. they said. Yeah. This is our whole shebang. I was born in 1928. We'll we'll dive into that later. Um, gotcha. <laughs> a future episode there. Birth date of Gorb. <laughs> you you listen, my friend. You're gonna lose your shit when my autobiography comes out. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah. So he hears the whole shebang, and he's like, "Wow, that music was like, even on its own, like, kind of hypnotic." Yeah. Let me go backstage and talk to these guys. How much time do I have? Fifteen. Okay. So he goes backstage, and these guys are like smoking you know outside by the dumpster um yeah and he's like hello gentlemen they're like hey sport like they're (laughs) they're like they're like 14 year old like italian irish new jersey kids with i don't really know how to do a really good hoboken accent but whatever that is they have (laughs) hey you sport close (laughs) enough you know i'm trying to go for like 1950s newspaper boy Mixed with, like, just coming on a little bit of greaser. Okay. Yeah, I got you. So they're like, like, hello, gentlemen. Would you be interested in a record deal? Mm. And they're like, ooh, gee whiz, that'd be great. Um, that big deal back then. Yeah, it was a big deal. And then he was like, would you be okay selling your souls to the American government and hypnotizing <laughs> the masses? He just asked and them it, straight up? Yeah, he, he's been so, like... Uh, you know, um, disfranchised at this point. He's just like not gonna bullshit because he doesn't want to waste his time. Yeah. And so the lead guy goes, Wait, hmm. yeah, what did they say? He goes, Hmm, how many nickels you want to give us? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Anthony Hopkins goes, More than five. And they're like, We're in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a lot of nickels. <laughs> exactly. It's like, Okay, cool. Hop in this yes, black I can feed my family. Yeah. Hop in this black sedan with me and leave your old life behind. My five so sons like, at 14. Yeah. So they're like, ooh, gee whiz. Okay, let's go. So they get into like uh, Quantico or whatever the CIA base is. Quantico is the FBI. I know that. But yeah, whatever. Pentagon. They're in the Pentagon. And there's these four guys. And they look similar. You don't want to so see like, the hexagon. Yeah. So they're like, are, he's like, are you guys brothers? And they're like, oh, no. Um, now they talk with a weird Canadian. <laughs> but, but like, all right, what are they? Sound Canadian? Oh uh, no! Okay. How much time do I have? Thirteen. Okay. He's like, "What are your names?" And he goes, "I'm Lanable Hector. This is Lanable Vector. Oh this my God. Channable Mector. And this is oh, they're gonna die soon. And this is a." Uh, <laughs> George. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And uh, so he's like, George, like, that's it. And he's like, and George is like this. He looks a little bit different than the rest. He's like clearly older. Are the rest like triplets? No, they're just, they're just having eerily similar names. (laughs) (laughs) And they all look like relatively like clean cut 15 to 13 year old boys. George is like a six foot eight tattooed 60 year old Samoan dude yeah (laughs) he's so desperate he really didn't ask questions about it 
Um, okay. Wait. <laughs> Hold on, this ruins my image. Well, I mean, it keeps well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't ruin it. It just ships things because yeah, I pictured fun, these four fourteen-year-old boys, I'm not mean, with one of them being a six-year-old Samoan, six-foot-eight Samoan with a full beard. Um, <laughs> and uh, okay, he swears to God he's fourteen and from Hoboken, and he's so terrifying that nobody calls him on it. Um, <laughs> Oh, we believe you, George. So he's this. So he's, uh, I'd like to join your band. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's signing. They're signing the contracts, and Anthony Hopkins goes, uh, "George, what's your last name?" And George just looks at him, and he says, "He doesn't say anything." And he says, "Full name?" And he goes, "George." And he's like, "No last right. name." Right? And George just looks at him again, not even shakes his head. And he's like, "All right, George, it is." They sign the contract, and they're off. <laughs> Um, okay, how much time do I have? 11. Okay. So, trying to get Like 11-sies. Like, oh, double ones bless. All right. Double ones bless. All right, so, um, the prompt was the best song that the world has never heard, right? Yes. So, over the next, um, couple months, their band, which came to be known as the Shibuyas, um, like the like the te- like the the neighborhood in Japan. Yeah, let's go with that. I don't know what that is, but yeah, that's what it okay. is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. Gorb doesn't about. know things. Is the name of this episode. Popular culture is not my uh, best trivia um, category. Anyway, the Shibuyas, right? Yeah they they dropped their first album. It's a wild success wild any for like, any reason in particular fun fact they're just really fucking good oh damn they just shred I mean, yeah i mean it's, it's just like that 1950s vibe not to mention when you have like three like teenage like small hoboking kids who have like that nice you know high-pitched voice and you throw in george who's a six foot eight <laughs> the nice baritone samoan man he brings that real depth. Wait, does, does the agent perform with them or do they perform on their own? What do you mean the agent? The guy who discovered them. I forget his name. Anthony Hopkins. Thank you. Yeah, no. No, he's just like their, he's just, the first album like they produced. He's like their yeah, manager. Yeah, he's not like, they're not touring. I mean, they do, but like, he's not with them, right? Okay. The CIA is just funding their studio time and just producing music. Mm. It's the first album. It's a huge success. It was called what success? Um, a hu- Fuck you! It's a big success. Um, the album was called huge it's success. A, it's a sunny day in Sweet Lucy, Idaho. Like, okay, that's an yeah. interesting title. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it sold gold, but there was no hypnosis, right? Because Anthony Hopkins not as gold as a sunny day in Idaho. Not as gold as a sack of joy coin. Um, so <laughs> how much time do I have? Eight minutes. Well, nine. Okay. So Anthony Hopkins is like, shit, I got to crack this code. I got to invert this like hypnotic, psychic, you know, whatever, this super math kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so this, this rhythm manipulation. So he figures it out, right? He figures it out. And so, like, he, he figures out like the like how, how to they do sound good. How to hit? No, how to hypnotize the masses. Oh, so he like yeah, finds the songs, right like musical note, yeah, notation. Right yeah. So he he's like, I got it. Um, these are the songs, and so he goes to the guys and he's like, I need y'all, you you. But like, what's guys. like, what's the subliminal code in them? It like, does it have like? Like a it's, it's actually goal. not the lyrics. It's just like the uh, the rhythm and the auditory sensations. Just, What's it supposed it's, to suggest? It, it's not supposed to suggest anything. What it's supposed to do is like weaken a person's intellectual defenses, right? Oh, uh, so it makes them more like, like susceptible to more propaganda, advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. So they produced the album. The album was called my sweet lover um 
George took the lead on a lot of the songs. Um, was, can you can you give us the lyrics? That was the album. Um, I'm not gonna get into any of the songs. My One sweet of, lover. The first two songs were "Please Leave That Door Closed," and the second was "Why Don't You Hop on My Caboose." So. So, yeah. why, why were the first two songs called that? You know Here, here's <laughs> Please Leave the Door Closed. Which one? <laughs> we're just going to perform both, so shut up. Song number three is Oh My God, Open That Door Again, You Sexy Piece of Shit. Um, okay. <laughs> that's, anyway. pretty, that's pretty grindy for that time, that time yeah, period. Yeah, because of the hypnotic messaging, it's, it's sold like hotcakes. <laughs> which is oh, also dear. something yeah. they and that's what they would have called it <laughs> so it's all like hotcakes and so now that the whole world right like the music just played everywhere it's kind of like michael jackson's thriller in the sense that pretty much everybody except uncontacted tribes has heard it um, the whole album or like a specific few songs um Kiss Me, My Sweet Hot Cake was their number one. And yeah, it's been pretty much played everywhere in Oscar. So yeah, so now the issue is how much time do I have? Uh, six minutes. Okay. So now the issue is the whole world, like not just um, the target nations, the whole world is subjected um, to like, they have like a, their defenses have been lowered. Um, yeah. towards intellectual manipulation so anthony hopkins is like oh my god what are we going to do with this and he calls the uh you know we have a president but there's also like that shadow president who really runs everything mm. and at this time Dick cheney <laughs> no at this point it was reagan ronald not ronald uh, reagan god damn it actually it might have been ronald reagan but we don't <laughs> Just when they when they recorded the meeting notes, it was also really cold, so people might have messed things up. <laughs> also, they weren't really good at typing then, so yeah. Um, yeah. Typewriter keys, you know. You know what? It was Ronald Reagan. Ronald yeah, Reagan. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it makes more sense that way, anyway. <laughs> so Ronald Reagan's like, okay, we launch our attack at dawn or whatever. Like, they're gonna like infiltrate mass consumerism and trickle down theories to the masses but try and convince everyone from like trickle like to convince that like trickle down economics works basically make us willingly accept the chains of usury and debt so that may, we may be corporate slaves for the rest of our lives so it worked <laughs> it, it didn't but actually it didn't oh i had to fix it how much time four minutes and a half all right all right here we go we're gonna hustle on this so <laughs> The key, though, is if you're playing the music, you're immune to it, right? Oh, damn. So, George, whose real name is Maui. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He His real name is Maui, and he's a demigod. He's a Polynesian demigod. All right, no. let's go with that. I don't know. What can I say except you're welcome? Um, anyway, all right, so whatever. So, George, um, I don't really know any really traditional Polynesian names, so we're just God gonna roll it. He really just he's George. Gorb gets canceled. Yep, there we go. I don't know Polynesian names. Um, okay, so it's it's, it's his name is George. <laughs> okay, shit, how much time do I have left? I got three really and a half minutes. All right, you so wasted George, a minute deliberating this, yeah. Name. Trying to, uh, trying to, all right. So, <laughs> okay. George is like, I don't like what's going on, right? Like, this okay. consumerism, it's not right. So he, time? What? How much time do I have left? It's only been 15 seconds. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Three minutes and 15 seconds. Oh, God, I'm falling apart. All right. So George is like, hold it um, together, Gorb. He's like, Lannable Hector, Bannable Chector, whatever the fucking <laughs> names are. We need to get together and fight this. Mm -hmm. And they're like, um, we shall. And so oh, they write So they this, agree um, with him. Yeah. But they know that Anthony Hopkins and Ronald Reagan are coming after them. Like, they've intercepted <laughs> their you know, technology. Or what a rivalry. So they write a letter to a man. <laughs> 
I know how we'll get him. (laughs) They write a letter to a man in Edinburgh. Okay. And they are quickly murdered. Oh shit! What? Yeah, (laughs) all of them. Yeah, they got they got him. They got him. The government cleans up pretty well, but the letter (laughs) arrives. The letter makes it out. Okay. It arrives at a guy, a young John Lennon's house. Oh damn! And it details the whole story and how they have to start a hippie movement to try and fight back the materialist scourge that is uh, overtaking the world. Oh damn! And that's how we had the '60s. But then that's how the song "Imagine" came came to be. I don't. I mean, maybe I don't know. And then uh, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. Paul McCartney's not the real Paul McCartney. He died in a car accident, and Reagan was responsible for the other two deaths. The only one still alive is Ringo, and he can't stop them. Gorb, no! (laughs) One minute, 30 seconds. Um, Yeah, so that's how we had the 60s. We tried to fight back against the materialism, and we lost. Yep. Wait, is that the end? That's the end. I mean, it, it... the ball fell in their court and they played it pretty well. <laughs> Wait, what was the song that... <laughs> what was the song that nobody heard? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I forgot you to mention that. You have a minute, Gorb. <laughs> oh, I'm so out of it. <laughs> okay, so the song that nobody heard was all of their songs, right? Because when George... Lannable Hector, Channable Bector, Manable Hector, and whatever, um, when they meant missing, it was suspicious. But because the public was so, like, suggestible... They made them forget? They made them forget. Oh, my God. So nobody remembers the tune of Kiss Me, My Sweet Hotcake. Which was <laughs> Except for now, the... Kiss Me, My Sweet Hotcake. I don't want to make you late. Oh, Jesus, can I stop? <laughs> Oh, where are this we? going okay? good <laughs> I need to rest. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like you're like getting the soul sucked out of you, Gorb? <laughs> it does. I the spirit takes over. It's like the shirt that's going to say, you don't even know my commitment to Zorb and Gorb. <laughs> I will make that shirt for just us. Start a merch store. Um, Y'all don't even understand my commitment to Zorban Gorb. <laughs> okay, um, uh, what's right. my prompt? All right, let me get a timer set up. Give me a minute. 22, 33, 11's bless. Ricky, play some music. That was kind of intense. What about this one? I'm Batman. Oh. Okay. Okay. Your prompt is tell me about the world's most evil hair transplant. Go. Most evil hair transplant? Yep, like fake hair. Okay. It started. All right. Um, a young girl mm-hmm. named um, Melanie Brackets. <laughs> Is uh, 13 in the year 3,012. Ooh, what's the world looking like at this point? Um, everything is tiny. At they Because of global warming and because of like resources being diminished, mm-hmm. there was like a mad scientist that just okay. like found Shrunk some everything sort of- down. Yes, found like some sort of code to connect all people who exist and shrunk everyone but himself. Oh, everyone but himself. Everyone but himself. And he like How tried small to... are they? How small he, are people? Now? Like put your put your fingers in front of you and people mm-hmm. are about the size of like your pointer finger, right? Oh wow. Yeah, they tiny. Some Gulliver travel shit right mm-hmm. here. Said the whole world is Gulliver's Travels. Now I could go into the backstory of what happened. His name was John Nolan. 
and John Nolan tried to rule the world as a giant and uh, people tore his insides out from the inside. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they climbed in his pores oh, no. and ripped oh, apart God. his organs, okay? Okay, all right, yeah. But I'll go into the John Nolan revolt some other time. <laughs> please, so, please don't. Okay. <laughs> Melanie, Melanie Brackets. Brackets. Here we go. Melanie Brackets. Um, you know, her and how, her family. How tall are, is Melanie Brackets? Like a um, solid two inches or shorter? A, a solid one and a half inches. Like she's <laughs> maybe like 15. Okay? okay. And she and a group of her friends are sharing an apple that they've been eating for like the past three weeks. <laughs> so they didn't shrink any of the plants or animals? Well, they gr- plants grow the same. <laughs> they plant it and they water it with like I don't know. Yeah, but they couldn't be. Okay, Listen, I'm not, not going to get into the science of that. I'm not here to get into the logic of shrunk world, okay? <laughs> what was my prompt saying, again? If you kill a cow, do you eat for years? Is, is that what's going on? Yes. I mean, like, they have, like, the world's population was reaching, like, you know, half 50 billion or whatever, you know? <laughs> okay. Did you ask um, what your prompt was? Yes. <laughs> it's about an evil hair transplant. Okay. <laughs> so when when John Nolan died, mm-hmm. uh, many different subsidiaries of like the shrunk nations, um, all of the United States, you know, they can't really communicate in the same way anymore. So like almost all of the world is broken up into thousands more countries than you could ever imagine. Right. Like a feudal society kind of thing. Yes. Well, not necessarily feudalism, but definitely like tinier city state types. Okay. Yeah. Like a Greece kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, um, Melanie, Melanie brackets and her gals are eating their apple. Mm-hmm. And like she's like, I'm tired of apple, man. Like I want to eat something else. And like, <laughs> is all she eats apple for like the past three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Now Isn't here's the rot, thing: though? when when people were shrunk, nothing else was shrunk, right? How do they get the apple? So what about their houses? Did Shut like- up. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> I'm so lost. You just have to, you have to, you have to sail with me here. Okay. Ride the wave of the orb. So they're like, she's like, I'm tired of this apple. And right when she hears that, or like when she says that, she hears like, oh, and she looks behind her and there's a fucking cat. Oh, now, God. normally, if you didn't know this, house cats are fucking murderers. Okay. Yeah, like, are, right. Zorb himself has quite has has had cats, and I love me a cat. But if I was the size of a finger, I would not. Right. So the, the house cats are just known for going around murderous rampages, and like whole entire cities have to try their best to like use their tiny guns to shoot them. Did they? Did they? Wait. Did they shrink? Was it literally nothing but people like? Clothes, guns, cups, silverware, nothing else shrank. Nothing else shrank. So they had to like build stuff from the beginning. Like people still remembered how to make stuff. So they, ha- they have like the internet kind of. How do they use it? Their <laughs> keyboard, they just like hop on each key, like 17 people. <laughs> With local area networks in their city estate. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. me, what, one more question. Give me one more. One more. Okay. Okay. Was it just like a Tuesday where somebody woke up for work, had a sip of coffee, and then they were the size of a thumb? Pretty much. <laughs> okay. And they couldn't travel to work anymore because they were <laughs> miles and miles and miles away. <laughs> Things changed on that day. John Nolan's day. <laughs> but due to, the, due to coordination from various StarCraft forums, <laughs> people... <laughs> People revolted against John Nolan, but I already said I wouldn't go there. Okay, all right. I kind of want you to go there. Okay. Let's just leave it. No, no, don't go there. Melanie. Melanie Brackens. Melanie. She's tired of eating an apple. Melanie hears the cat, and 
everyone in her city state of Boston 12, okay? Because um, there are thousands of Bostons, if you think about it, because they're all so tiny, right? Yeah. So she and all of her friends, everyone's required to carry a pistol on them. And they all start shooting the cat. But it got so big. I mean, like, it really doesn't do that. It's like getting a little pinched. But it, it's enough to make it run away. So the cat runs away. Okay. And Melanie Melanie Brackets is, like, mm-hmm. talking to them. Like, her friends Spangle and Ninja. And Spangle and Ninja. Spangle and Ninja. Okay. Two different people. Okay. So she's talking to Spangle. She's like, Spangle, like, listen, like, I don't want to eat apples anymore. I want to eat something new. I want to taste something different. Even though, like, we scared that cat away. Like, I remember when, like, my my dad said that when he used to be big, there was, like, people would eat, like, all these, like, crazy meals, like, French fries and stuff like that. Like, I want to try a potato. And then, like, what are their names again? (laughs) Melanie Brackett, Spangle, and I, I believe it was Ninja or Ninja. Ninja. Okay, Spangle Ninja. and Ninja are like, okay, okay, well, from what I heard, someone took part of John Nolan's femur, like a like a splinter of John Nolan's mm-hmm. femur. Yeah. And it's and it's somewhere downtown. Which and is some... like thousands of miles away. <laughs> no, not downtown Boston, downtown Boston 12. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Which is only, you know, a half, a, a quarter of a, a quarter of a mile in real life. So they, they start traveling in their tiny car. I... <laughs> they built tiny cars? Trying so hard. <laughs> so they have tiny oil too, right? I, I built tiny this gas? world and I don't know how to make it work. <laughs> The physics, I feel, are Neither completely off. Okay. We're in the same boat, Melanie Brackets. <laughs> Instead, it's just a rickshaw, and they just have somebody running in front. They just well, take turns. Well, it's not turns. a rickshaw. They have, ty- they have oil. Like, that was part of the problem. Like, greenhouse gases aren't that bad if they're the size of your finger. <laughs> so Okay, all right. You're going for a ride, and they're driving down, and it takes them, like, six hours <laughs> But they've reached the downtown of Boston 12. And they're, like, in, like, the downtown area. And -hmm. people are, like, selling all their, like, different goods. Like, everything is cubed. Because, like, if you think about it, like, even if you, like, grew, like, a pear, you're not going to sell a whole pear. You you have, like, pear cubes. So everybody just cubes everything. Yeah, everybody's just eating cubed pear. Yeah, you know. So, like, she goes around and she's like, "Ah, like, I need to... find some like potato cubes and i hear if you like, fry them are up. all people vegetarian or do they go on like massive squirrel hunts <laughs> like the equivalent of what whale hunts were back in the day now that you mention it <laughs> boston's Melanie, a big squirrel hunting gorf. i'm so happy you mentioned that gorf <laughs> because right in downtown a town crier is like Squirrel hunt, come on, your squirrel hunt. We're gonna pay six million to bankles. <laughs> That's what money is. It's to bankles. Well, clearly they have a highly inflated. I almost currency. said doubloons, but I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I mean, it could be doubloons, right? I mean, so she goes million. up and she's like, she's like six thousand to bankles just oh, for a squirrel hunt, like. Squirrels can't be that dangerous. Like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah. kill it, you get the meat. I've tried squirrel before. It's delicious. And, like, uh, Ninja and Spangler are like, don't fucking do it, Melanie. Like, you sign on that, like, paper. They're going to make sure you go. Like and waiver, Melanie's right? like, ah, so... shut up. And she signs it. And Spangler's, like, such a good friend that, like, she, you know, she's kind of a big girl for a small person. <laughs> <laughs> she signs up with Melanie. She weighs like, a full four grams. <laughs> Ninja's like, ah, this is fucking stupid. I'm out. So like the squirrel, the squirrel town crier is like, okay, the squirrel hunt begins now. And they get on like a just tiny- now they just barely made it on the list. <laughs> they they signed their name and it's time. <laughs> they just give them a spear and a pair of boots. 
Well, they no, are- not exactly. Not exactly. So here's okay. how it works, right? Okay. How does so this they have, work? they have, they built like tiny school buses, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone on the school bus, there's, there's an inside person who holds the anchor and there's an outside person who leans out the window and has a harpoon. Okay. Wait, wait, so- why do you need an anchor on a school bus? <laughs> Listen, this is how they made it work. <laughs> okay, all right. Continue. Lots of people lost in this squirrel hunt store at the beginning. But now it's kind of like easy pancakes, you know? Okay, all right. That's a phrase. How much time do I have? You have 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Okay, okay, that's good. to see how you tie this back into that's the good. So, piece. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Melanie and Spangle are out on their squirrel hunt, and, like, the person at the front is, like, on their loud... Announcer, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, sure, make sure you keep your harpoons inside the buses all the time. <laughs> Until is it, is the it squirrel like a legitimate, is in range. like, whaling hunt, or is this more like a tourist thing? So, well, here's the thing. It's an attraction in Boston 12, because, like, they are supposed to have very quality squirrel hunting divisions to the point where, like, tourists can do it. Like, you don't have to really be that scared, right? Mm-hmm. So, they lean out, and they're mm-hmm. zooming through... Um, a pebble thing and uh one of the, a the a a pebble thing shut up one of the okay. drivers <laughs> the driver of the bus is like okay my name is ahab and i've heard tell of a, of a white squirrel in these parts <laughs> here we go here we go let's do it I, yeah. <laughs> We are so close to plagiarism, but just not there yet. I've been hunting this sea squirrel for many years. One time I stuck my arm out the bus window and he bit off my fingers. And I've been hunting him ever bit since. Bit off his fingers? Anyway, you can, buy our, <laughs> you can buy our t-shirts in the back. Okay, all right. Simone, he's like, maybe I'll get a t-shirt later. Spangles. Spangles like, shut up. I do not want to be here. <laughs> so Melody's on the harpoon. And they look outside and uh, a smaller, like, babyish squirrel is out there. And the bus, the bus driver goes, fire! And they all fire their harpoons. Tunk, 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 hits in, like, all these different areas. <laughs> Jesus, just Clearly in so much pain, and he's like, We're gonna need more. <laughs> so so he's like, fire the second harpoons, and they load up again, and he's like, the explosive harpoons this time. <laughs> and they all fired. <laughs> it's hitting, exploding all over the squirrel, and it dies. Okay. And they're, they're like, really did now? Back to Boston 12. Wait, <laughs> shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They have to reel in now. That's what the person on the inside does. They have to, they're the anchor, so they reel it in. They're, okay, like, the they're, they're a couple a couple guys with big muscles in comparison <laughs> to their smaller size. And they reel, they reel in the squirrel, and the squirrel's there, and they're like, okay, one down. But mm-hmm. every squirrel hunt has to bring home at least two. Okay. And at that moment, they hear, and Melanie looks up, and she's like, not a crow <laughs> i thought they all went extinct crow poison didn't get all of them young missy we're in danger now so is this is this like a ride at disney or is this like real this, this is real how much time do we have um you have seven minutes okay so the crow starts coming down and it picks up the bus mm-hmm. and it brings it back to its crow's nest okay Okay. And Melanie. Were there other? Was there? Was there more than one bus? It's just one, and everyone in there is like, ah! They're all a few of them die from bumping around on the walls. (laughs) Shit. Okay. (laughs) Melanie's traumatized. Spangles traumatized. And the crow reaches its beak and it starts eating one of them at a time. And then uh, one brave son of a bitch named Rashinki. He says, I have grenade, and he pulls it and he jumps into the crow's mouth. <laughs> its head he just, explodes. He just shouted, I have grenade, and jumped into the crow's mouth. That's right. He saved everybody, okay? okay crow's dead. Right. 
but they're like but they're in a tree we're stuck went, so far up there's what is the no... squirrel they killed doing where is that uh they got left behind because the crow okay. lifted up the bus right okay and it plucked the it plucked the wires with its mm-hmm. talons <laughs> and now you think classic you, crow if you think being in a tree is high up now you try <laughs> being an inch or so tall so they're like oh fuck okay we're gonna die up here and they start eating ants occasionally, which are like the size of dogs to them. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, small no, ants are the size of dogs, but I'm going to try. Really excited to see this. Oh, here's the thing. What was my prompt again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, your prompt was tell me the story about an evil hairpiece. Okay, here's the thing. Wow, both of us really botched this one. <laughs> this is this is not going to go where you think it's going to go. Okay, so right. one of them had read the Greek myth of Daedalus. <laughs> what is the Greek myth of Daedalus? I don't know that. Where they wore wax wings oh, okay, okay. in order to fly off an island, right? And one I of them flew Icarus. too close oh, to the okay, sun, right? right? Got it. Okay. Yep. So um, the, the bird's feathers, mm-hmm. you know, Melanie has hair all the way down to her feet. Like her hair is very long. I she guess never it's just cut easier it. to grow because of the gravity. And what know, they started to do is yes, airplanes exist, but like the air is so vast that like you have to know exact locations in order to know like get people from certain places, right? <laughs> do you think airline pilots don't know exact locations now? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> okay, all right, sorry, continue. Four minutes. <laughs> you can, listen. They don't know by the inch, okay? <laughs> so they tie all these feathers into Melanie's hair, which is Wait, the, the fe- it's a crow, right? So the feathers are at least like twice their body length. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> they they tie they tie her hair into one feather on one side, one one feather on the other side, okay. and like all of the people start to grab onto the feather on one side and grab onto the feather on the other side. And like, this is the hair transplant. Okay. Jesus. okay. So one you side know that starts. You ants from the Disney one where they have yes, a fake shut up. Okay, all right. The right. so one side jumps down and pulls with all their strength and <laughs> pulls ants. the feather to flap. And this, the, the two feathers start to flap at the same time, almost like a, like a, like a flapping like, bird, right? Yeah. And then they fall down and all of the <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what was my problem? <laughs> I feel like that's such a cop-out. Like, um, your problem was the most evil hairpiece and you have three minutes left. <laughs> all of them die except Melanie. Okay. Okay. She fell on top of the feather, but all their bodies just... Now, she hated her hair after that. She she survived on ants. She would hunt them. Oh, because she's like 80 feet away from the main city. She couldn't find her city anymore. She tried to find other people, but they're so far away. No such luck, right? The one-lane road is basically in black desert. But she kept side. she kept a strand of her hair in order to like, you know, because like she felt like it was her power, like Samson from the Bible. But she cut it all off in order to use it as rope for various tasks of staying alive, building a hut. Okay. Now okay. Right. she finally finds her way back to Boston 12 after like five, six years. Okay. And she remembers her friend who died telling her about John uh, Nolan's, John Nolan's part of his body. Yeah, his femur. So she goes through the black market in there and she starts like asking people like, where's this part of his femur? Where's this part of this femur? And like, she mm-hmm. finally finds out she goes through like a basement and like, it's in like this mm-hmm. solid glass case. Mm-hmm. And she's fucking crazy at this point. She just, she just punches it and it doesn't okay. break at all. Yeah, but because then, it's giant. But then she 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 breaks it with a <laughs> hammer. She gets a fucking sledgehammer. She breaks in through it and she okay. bites into the femur. 
And mm-hmm. as soon as she bites into John Nolan's femur, she starts growing and oh. growing and growing and growing and growing and growing until she's the size of a giant. To them or to us? To, to, to us. Ooh. So she's like 60 feet tall. Oh, to the God. point where like okay. she couldn't even see the people below her anymore. So she, she's trying not to step on them one step and she's way outside of Boston. <laughs> godzilla and destroying whole communities. <laughs> How much time do I have? <laughs> 45 seconds. That's the hairpiece. Then she ties her tiny, tiny piece of hair back into her hair. And somehow that fusion of DNA combines and brings every single person back to normal size all their tiny civilizations like like little play toys beside them and she finally says this is the hair transplant that showed us our evil i am melanie brackets <laughs> the end wow! brilliant Thank you. Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. A, oh. oh boy. I yeah. honestly it's the it's maybe the fourth time saying this, but I don't remember any of that. I swear <laughs> I gave it my Alcor. Honestly, uh mine this this time wasn't too great either. <laughs> Don't say that, Gorb. Ugh. I'm like, it, it takes a lot out of you. It does. All right, well, that's it for Zorb and Gorb. <laughs>